Welcome, everybody, to Victory Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Wilson. Today, we have Matt Wolf. He's the owner and founder of Ticket Time Machine and has his own podcast, The Wolf Den. Welcome, Matt. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's Friday. I'm ready to go. And uh, they say tropical storm here, but oh. I don't know. Maybe they'll get us some more time watching, watching Netflix. <laughs> Sounds good, man. So how's everything been going with uh, Ticket Time Machine? Everything's great. We are uh, busy. We, we got a lot of exciting things coming up, uh, sponsors and being part of conferences. And we were at the Gridiron Greats Hall of Fame dinner with Mike Ditka's in Chicago and uh, got introduced to Tracy McGrady's Ones Basketball League. And we're going to Canton, Ohio for the Hall of Fame for a Father's Day fatherhood festival uh, in a few weeks and wow. uh, and then up to new york for a conference with luxury and suite directors so the the next two months are even four weeks five weeks extremely busy and we did a new uh new project for the savannah bananas uh just finished up the uh our florida panthers season ticket holders didn't end the season didn't end the way we wanted it to but man it was an exciting uh year for them and happy to be a small part of it Oh, man, that's awesome. You got some really, really exciting things going on. Yeah, we uh, again, it's just you never know when something's going to happen. You know, we've been working, you work hard and something you did three years ago could translate to out of the blue. You get a phone call or an email. Uh, I think a lot of this stuff is, you know, stuff work that I've done. And a lot of the success is just random. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So, um, you know, I like to delve into everybody's career path. Um, we're going to start when you were in school, Matt. What did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah, I was not, <laughs> I was not a good student. So I, I'm more of a, a street smart kind of guy than a book smart. And if, I, if you ask me that question, the answer really was I wanted to be involved with movie trailers. I wanted to do marketing and promotion with movie trailers. And I... I it's a long story, but my parents wouldn't let me go away to school right out of high school. So I had to go to community college for a year. I got into the schools I wanted to go to, um, but ended up being a blessing because my, I have a twin brother. He went to the university of Florida. And after a year of community school, I actually applied to get into Florida. I don't know how I did it, but someone appealed for me it actually happened <laughs> on my birthday. I got in, um, but I'm, I'm not a great student. And uh, you know, you go up to college for the first time, you have freedom. Um, I just, I didn't concentrate as much and it wasn't my thing as much. So I struggled a little bit and I wasn't able to get an internship is the bottom line, right? My brother had a, a semester internship with uh, Madison Square Garden and he did, ended up getting a job at Showtime. I didn't have any internships. And so, you know, trying to compete with people who did, even back then, this is 20 something years ago, it was difficult. I, I got no response from anyone in the movie industry and there was a lot of them. I grew up in New Jersey, you know, a lot of them in New York, and I just couldn't get any traction. But but that's really what I wanted to do, be involved in movies and um, and trailers and marketing and promotions. Uh, you know, back in the day, that's that's what I wanted to do. And I always wanted to have some involvement with sports and entertainment and music. OK, so after school, um, how did you get into entrepreneurship? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a long, it was a long road. Uh, after school, I graduated and decided I didn't want to be in New York City, that I wanted to be, 
I didn't want to commute all day, right? Wake up at 5 a.m., commute. My, my father did it. My, my sister did it. So I ended up moving down to South Florida. And South Florida, there's a lot of great businesses here, but there's a lot of scam businesses here. And mm. for someone like me who didn't have an internship, was kind of struggling to find something, I ended up taking a job with a company that was sort of a, sort of a scam. I didn't know it really. Ironically, this lady, older woman, um, bought me lunch on my first day. She's like, you should, you know, you should never pay for lunch on your first day. That's what she taught me. Hmm. And, um, that night she called me and she said, you know, I'm not going back. It's, it's not legit. You know, and she, I didn't have a choice. I mean, I guess I had a choice. I could have left for me. I was like, well, I don't really care. I have a job. They'll send me a paycheck. I'll learn some things. Eventually it got bad where it's like, I was, I had to like fake making phone calls, <laughs> you know, fake dial. And, and I ended up, ironically, my mom knew someone who, who heard about this and like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll hire you to do something on ours. Well, meanwhile, they were just another scam company, not even knowing this. So I went from one scam company to another scam company <laughs> and I ended up having to sue them for commissions. And it's a whole, there's a whole nother funny long story about that. But um, it was tough. It was tough for me to find work that was a good job that I would even want to put on my resume or talk about. And then, so that's like the catch 22. Like if you don't have a good job, how can you get a good job? Right. And uh, went through a couple other companies, not great. One was okay. I worked for monster.com and we, the whole office got laid off. I ended up going to a company who was a customer, a client of mine that I worked with, not a great job, but it was something. And, and I was there for much longer than I should have been. My father used to always tell me, you know, go into sales. The sales is where the money's at. You can control your own destiny. My mom used to always talk about trying to do something for yourself. Hmm. They all actually both worked for themselves. My, my father was a headhunter for the big six back in the time. It turned into the big four. My mom was a real estate agent and then she became a trainer for real estate agents. So we've always had little odd jobs. Like she, she encouraged us to do stuff. We would paint numbers on the curbs so firefighters and police can find houses better. We, there was an outdoor auction. We would work there and we like bought these little stain remover things and would <laughs> try and sell it there. So we always had a little bit of that in us. And um, I, I went to, uh, I, I ended up out of work for a while and, and took a sales job with a company that does ticket printing. I didn't know. It was like, all right, this sounds cool. We could work on sports. And, and it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun and it was great. I learned a lot and I did very well for about six or seven years. And, and then there were some issues with, you know, corporate red tape and selling more and making less. And um, I ended up leaving and I was out of work for a while, got another job in sales with a small company. A year after that, they got bought out by LexisNexis, which is owned mm. by Retail Severe, which is one of the biggest companies in the world. Five or six more successful years from there, I've won COE, which was win a bonus and a trip out of the country. And, and then again, start changing the compensation. And I was like, one day I was at, it just, it didn't even happen. Like I was thinking about it. One day I'm at a Marlins game. Edinson Volquez throws a no hitter. I collect everything, but it didn't even hit me that I didn't have an actual ticket over the loudspeaker. They said, do you want a printed ticket for today's game? Come to the box office. I'm like, this is great. I go up there and I say, Hey, can you print Edinson Volquez no hitter on the ticket? And they said they couldn't. I know mm. that they can. And so that's really where Ticket Time Machine was born. A week later at the music festival, at a music uh, concert at an amphitheater owned by Live Nation, they kind of pulled the same stunt on me. And that's really when I was like, look, I know that they can do it. 
yeah. they don't want to do it. I'm going to do it. And we're going to create this whole business for it. And I was doing that for almost two years while I was working full time at LexisNexis and then decided, Hey, I got to go all in on this. Hmm. And, and I told them I'm leaving, which happened literally, I told them my last day will be April 1st. And um, I was getting married on leap day. And this is of 2020, two years ago, as you know, the pandemic hit yeah. March. So I had already told him April one's my last day. And now we got my own company. That's all I got. No paycheck. And right in the smack in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, so wow. I, you know, I always knew I, I would want to be an entrepreneur and work for myself because I really don't like people telling me what to do. And I like to control my own destiny and feel like my success is going to be really tied to my success. Um, but didn't know when or how. And it kind of just, you know, as luck would have it, there was a bobblehead that day that Edison Volquez throws a no hitter. I probably don't go to a Marlins game if it wasn't a bobblehead and who knows <laughs> where we're at. So like the timing of life is just, it's very, uh, it's very weird. Good. Yeah. and bad. Sure. Sure. Well, man, um, you know that mental health issues is big in the media now. It's, it's getting a lot of attention with athletes, um, but it's nothing new. Um, along the way of your entrepreneurial journey, did you have any issues with mental health? Yeah, I mean, I had it well before. I had before, was it before or after? I don't, I don't remember when it first started, but I had bouts of depression before I was all in. It was before my wedding. We had to postpone the wedding. Mm. Um, I couldn't, I had... And then it got really bad where I wouldn't get out of bed. I, I stopped eating, um, you know, and I, I was embarrassed. I was, I was scared. And so I took way longer than I should have to get some help, but eventually did get help. And, uh, you know, medicine does the heavy lifting, but there's a lot of other stuff. You change the, the, some stuff in your life and, and things get better. And then uh, I've had relapses, but mental health, I, I in, and actually in talking about Ticket Time Machine, I and came across... Eric Kusin of same here. I called him to talk about his sports background and we ended up talking about mental health the mm. whole time. And then I became a, a, you know, a champion for same here and a same here CEO. And so uh, mental health is a huge part of, of, of who I am and, and what we believe in and what we stand for at ticket time machine and myself, I'll always do everything to help, um, you know, move the conversation forward. And it's good to see that it's going on in, in the lives of, you know, professional athletes. I think there's more that can be done. I also think it's hard to compare a professional athlete who has a lot of money and, and more resources and ability than to the average person who's dealing with stuff. But we use hashtag five and five, meaning everyone has some sort of mental health issue that they're dealing with. Yeah, man, you know, um, with Marion Barber, that terrible news the other day, I hope that's not mental health related. Um, it's the, I, I haven't, I saw the news. I didn't get to read anything about it. it has it been confirmed that it was, uh, that he died by suicide or what? I hope not. I haven't heard anything yet. Yeah. Was it gun, a gun incident or just these? I haven't heard. Yeah, I don't want to speculate. I don't, I didn't, I didn't yeah. read uh, close enough. It's like, man, sometimes you just need a break from all that stuff. Like you had the Ovalde, Texas incident. And then we mm -hmm. had, happened in Tulsa which got very little news by the way um and and now this it's uh what was he 29 years old he was 30 something or, yeah uh you know I lost my dad um he was 60 something and it's just 
thinking, you know, I thought that he had such a long way to go in life, you would think. Right. When we talked about one of the things that I'll never forget when we talk about Betty White and what someone said was, imagine living till you're 99 years old and everyone thought you still went too soon. Um, mm. It's, you know, so it just kills me that you see a 30 year old. Um, I couldn't even imagine if I lost a friend, someone who I really knew at that age. I've been, I've been, I mean, I've had lost some, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's terrible. And um, yeah. who knows if we find out that it was mental health, uh, it, it, it can't be good, right? He didn't die of natural causes. So no. either something nefarious happened and maybe it was through no doing of his own, or maybe it was, or if it was a mental health issue, either way, it's sad. And, and it's something that we need to address and make sure that happens less than it's happening. We're never going to stop any of this, but we need to make sure it hap everything happens less. Right, right. Well, what does uh, Same Here do? Same Here is a global mental health organization. They, they operate on a, that mental health is a spectrum. Again, five and fives. And they have different uh, arms of uh, arms divisions. There's uh, celebrities and there's practitioners. We're part of the, the C-suite. So it's just people who are willing to, to join the movement to say, we're going to keep the conversation moving forward and create an environment where people, whoever's around us, whether it's our workers, our fans, family, uh, that they that they feel comfortable enough to share their feelings and um, express what's going on and kind of just not shove everything to the side and keep it to yourself like it happens way too often. And so they have great uh, exercises that you can do, stuff that's free, it's stuff that doesn't cost you anything. They're, we're, they're getting to events. They had a day at the Mets game. They had a special thing with the Miami Dolphins. So they're doing some pretty good things. They have some pretty high uh, visibility on the celebrity side and great practitioners, not just taking, you know, medicine, but sort of a different approach that you can use if, because not everyone wants to take meds. Some people right. need it, but sometimes you don't need medicines and maybe it's the way you're breathing and uh, meditation. And, you know, we, we have guests on the Wolf Den who talk about tapping. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you can do that doesn't involve medicine. And I take medicine. I, medicine is doing the heavy lifting for me. I think I need it. Um, mm. But there's also stuff that you can do that is uh, that can be helpful otherwise. Yes. Okay. So how does Ticket Time Machine work? If you have an event and you want to get uh, some tickets for your special event, how does that work? Yeah, so Ticket Time Machine is, uh, we're keeping the printed memory alive. And what that means is anything you need that can be printed to commemorate, this is a VIP pass we did. We do admission, but nine out of 10 isn't admission because most people have gone digital. We customize and personalize. We have augmented reality experiences. We have our animated products. We have regular products that are just on like plastic, you know, synthetic material. It could be badges for a conference. We did a, a graduation party. Um, it's just anything you want to commemorate, we can do in a, in a unique way. And that'll give someone, uh, you know, a, a keepsake and a talking piece. And it doesn't matter if there's, you know, a small party of 200 or if there's 20,000 people, uh, we, we can handle it all. Oh, that's awesome, man. So is this your, your passion in life? Is this your purpose? Yeah, I think um, my purpose, I don't know. That's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting question. I don't know what my purpose 
in life is necessarily, although I do believe that through things that I've experienced and the people I've met, it's inspired me to try and be a better person, a, a better husband, a better brother, um, uncle, son, all of that. And so I, I think that's part of what my purpose has been. I, I feel like I've always been that way. I don't think this is like a drastic change, but when you're on your own and you have no one to answer to, you can speak up and say whatever you want with very little consequence with regards to your job. Um, obviously anything I say, you know, can be held against me and my company, but I feel like if I'm on the right side of, of law, of the law and, and doing the right thing, some things are not, there's some things you can't argue that are right or wrong. They're just right or they're wrong. There's just some things you can't argue. And so I think that's part of what my purpose is. My passion, absolutely. Sports, music, entertainment, events. I love it. It's, it's my life would be, if I couldn't do those things, I wouldn't want to be around. And so being able to talk to the people who are doing, you know, running these events and the fans who are at these events and being a fan myself and a collector of these things, it's, it's really, oh man, it's, I, look, I could sell anything. I believe that I sold stuff I didn't really care that much about, but when you're, when you're selling and you're talking about and being involved in something that you are passionate about, um, I'm very, I can be very, I'm very calm, you know, but you can tell when I talk about this stuff, it just, it's different than when I talk about other stuff, right. You know, monotone and eh, some, in some respects, that's my voice anyway, but <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's fun. You know what? It's fun. And it's, it's hard. Don't get me wrong. It's very challenging. Um, I'm overwhelmed and I'm excited. It's, there's all kinds of emotions about being, you know, a solopreneur or entrepreneur. I have a great group of people that around me that support me as just support and people that are helpful with ticket time machine. I'm always helping other people. I think that's why I have a good amount of people who want to see me succeed. And uh, yeah, passion. I mean, you got to be passionate about what you're doing in, in uh, especially something like this. And I think if you're in, if you're in a situation in life where you're not happy, then you should do something about it. And I, and that's what I did really. And that could be whether it's your, where I, where do I live? Where do I work? Who am I uh, seeing is a relationship whether it's a, you know, a physical relationship or just a friendship and um, anything really, there's so many other things. If you don't like the way you look, you know, there's stuff <laughs> you can do to change that. If you're unhappy about your health to some extent, there's, I mean, people just don't do, and I'm as guilty as anyone, right? It's just the hardest part is just starting. And I, I, I fought it for most of my life where I had these ideas and I was like, you start it and the second you get that first roadblock, you're just like, eh, it's not, it's, yeah, we'll, we'll try it. So just go past that first one and just do, you know, be the change you want to be. I, I didn't, I don't know who said that, but it's great. I don't know if that was Obama or I know Obama was all about change, but yeah. just be the change that you want to be. And I try and live, the, you know, I try and live my life by the golden rule. I think that's been pretty helpful. And, uh, but yeah, passion is for me is, is about as important as anything else. And what I'm doing here at ticket time machine, I'll let other people answer the purpose question, but I, I do think that I'm, I have the ability to, to change people's lives and help them. And, and in the way that I've been helped, we all need help. Right. 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 I mean, I would say that you're in your purpose. I mean, you do phenomenal work with, um, same here. And you make people's events memorable with tickets. I mean, 
I would say you are. <laughs> yeah, it's well, you know, I hate it. We always hate to like compare things, but to some extent, you you can only do what you can do. So I'm not going to try and compare my purpose against someone who's saving lives or protecting, you know, people or so. You know, to the extent of what I'm doing, I think I'm I'm doing fairly well. I I can always do better, but you know, I look at back in a time when I was doing a lot less. And so that, you know, gives me a, a lot of pride in, in, in who I am right now and what, what we're working on. And, and, and then the people around me too, that's, I think you're talking about the victory circle and you were a big circle of friends and my circle, I'll put them up against anyone else. I, I don't know if <laughs> I'm anyone better. I'm not saying I have the best, but I'll put it up against anyone else. The people that I surround myself with. Um, and those are my closest friends. And then the people who are, you know, just my fans and the people I'm fans of and, you know, friends. Yeah. Partners, whatever you want to call them. I mean, you know, people use the word friendship and partners in different ways, but I would put my people up against anyone else. And, and that's something that I'm also proud of to be around. You know, I don't, I don't associate with a lot of people that others would be like, you don't have to like them, mm-hmm. but you at least understand they're good human beings and, and, and they want what's best for everyone and they want to be helpful. Right. Well, man, we're in the midst of the NBA playoffs. I don't know if you saw the game last night. What do you think about this series, man? Yeah, it was a great game. I watched the first half of it. I watched with no volume. And then I was in bed watching the fourth, third and fourth quarter. It's funny. I turned to my wife and I said, man, this Colton State's going to win this series in five. Right? Yeah. They're up to 12. They're killing it. Tatum's doing terribly and uh and then the fourth quarter happened and holy smokes now I still if if I was betting money I would still put it on Golden State but I'm 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 a lot less confident now I I think it's the interesting thing about last night is Tatum won't be as bad shooting wise and 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 as he was but then like White and Horford aren't gonna shoot out of their minds and they're not gonna hit 11 threes in a quarter probably again so uh it's the, the, the runs in the NBA is exciting, but it's also part of what turns people off of the NBA, I think. And then also what I understand why, but if I'm a fan, I got to wait till Sunday to watch game two of this when they're playing in the <laughs> same city, because that's when the primetime TV is Thursday and Sunday. You know? Right. Who, who do you think is going to win? Oh, dude. I mean, I, I would have put my money on golden state. Yeah. But then, you know, I turned off the game uh, in the third quarter thinking that the game was over. Golden State has this thing. And then I saw the, the, the last uh, few seconds. So I'm like, what happened? <laughs> I mean, they hit three after three. And Golden State, I can't even tell you what Golden State did because they, I mean, they missed some shots. They had some turnovers. Curry actually wasn't in for a lot of it. Hmm. Grimmon Green didn't do. I, I like the fun thing for me about this finals is that I'm okay. I like both teams. I'm okay. great with whoever wins, which usually it's, that's tougher because you like to root against someone, but then you're like, all right, at least the team I hate isn't going to win a, a title again. I love right. what Horford's doing. I'm a Gator Horford, one of my favorite Gators of all time. Um, and I, I think Tatum, I, I mentioned it when they got drafted, he's the best player before the draft happened. He was the best player in that draft. Uh, I could see that from before it even started. Yeah. And, um, It'll be interesting. I think it. I think it goes seven now. If you ask, I think it goes seven. I think so too. I think so too. Either way, you know, if Boston wins, I'm okay because um, 
you know, Miami beat the Hawks and I didn't like that. So <laughs> if, uh, if Boston wins, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. But if, if Golden State wins, I'm fine with that too. And look at, you know, I was reading all a lot about Brad Stevens last night. Guy, I thought he was a great coach in college. I would have loved him to be my coach of my team. Goes to the NBA, has some success, says, I'm going to leave. Goes and signs Horford, signs White. Now they're in the finals. I mean, this guy, he's a young, he's like a Theo Epstein. Um, right. You know, but Epstein didn't coach, but this guy was still a good coach. And uh, yeah, the future is bright for them. Tatum and uh, Brown, uh, they got they, they got a good core. I don't know. I still think I, I mentioned on my friend's show that I think Golden State's going to win two more in our lifetime before their window shuts. Okay. Um, you know, because I still think they have young, they're very young, uh, not Curry and Thompson so much, but Curry and Thompson could still play for, you know, a while. I, I'm, I don't like Draymond Green. He's the only one on the team. I don't like. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's the Michigan State thing. I don't know if it's his attitude. He's an excellent player. I just don't like him. And uh, he's, I don't know. I think he cries too much. I don't know what, what it is, but I, I would, I, I, it'll be interesting. I think I'd like to see the, the Warriors win. Yeah, me too. Me too. I like Stephen Curry. I'm a Stephen Curry fan. Yeah. He's uh, it's unbelievable to me how the, the, just the three point shot is, it's such a game changer. What I don't like about it is with Steph and trucking from 80 feet out because he can hit it is that when I play basketball, you know, in, in games, that's all anyone wants to do. And now I actually have a guest coming on in a, in a week or so who did at the, he was at the Tracy McGrady. It was a one-on-one basketball league. And the thing is they have twos and ones, uh-huh. which makes a three pointer twice as much instead of one and a half as much. And one and a half as much to me is a huge advantage. Right. So to make it twice as much is like, everyone's just going to keep chucking threes whether they can hit them or not. Hmm. So, you know, it's, it's a good strategy, but it doesn't always make for good basketball. Yeah. I heard somebody say that Stephen Curry destroyed basketball (laughs) because, you know, he'll come down and shoot a three and there's nobody to get a rebound. Yeah. We, not everybody can do that. We had a guy on, on the Gators. His name was Teddy Dupay and he's the all, I don't know if he still is. He was the all-time leader in Florida high school. The guy is as good a shooter as you'll ever meet. And the second he dribbled across half court, you had to guard him. I mean, he would literally three steps in from the half court line. He would just shoot and mm-hmm. he would squish. And so, you know, I think Steph, because he hit such a high percentage of it, I, I think he's going to end up being the best shooter we've ever seen, at least so far. So I don't, I wouldn't say he ruined it, but I think, I think people wanting to be like him have ruined younger basketball, uh, you know, yeah. I would agree with that to some extent. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. But yeah, I agree with you too that um, I think he is the best shooter that's ever lived. Yeah. Next, next to Bird. Bird was awesome too. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a better shooter than Bird. My favorite basketball player of all time is Dale Ellis of the yeah. Sonics, who was used to rival Bird in the three-point contest. Um, but the other stuff that Steph can do is just, it's crazy good too. The dribbling and the vision. So he's not just a shooter. Um, you know, there's other people on the court who are just shooters. He's not just, even Clay Thompson, not just a shooter, great defender, tall, can lead, uh, grab some rebounds. So it's, it's good to be able to, you know, to have that kind of talent, man. Imagine what would have happened if there weren't injuries. I thought they could have won a lot more. Yeah. Uh, and they definitely. might be even better without Durant than they were with Durant. 
Right, right. Well, Matt, man, this has been an awesome interview. Uh, do you have a, a final thought for our guests? Yeah, I just think it's, uh, we need to do better, right? We just need to be better. We need to do better, all of us, me included. And there's just so much uh, promise in the world and good that can happen. And if we just help each other out and have more compassion, I think the world would be a better place and, and, and try and find a way to make it happen and take action instead of just talking about it. Thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate you, man. All right. Thanks, Jason. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you too, man. Take care. Thank you for watching Victory Circle Podcast. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel.